We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Test, test. Is this thing on? Can you hear me? Can you see me? We're here. We're live. We're on time. What's up, everybody? My name is TJ Zwarich, ready for eight games on uh, a beautiful Wednesday evening for the main slate with joined today by Tasteful Tides, Tim Buell. How you doing? I'm doing well, TJ. Yeah, I, l- I live on the East Coast, TJ, so we can't have any of these late night mess ups. You know, like I just can't, you know, we can't just like, you know, stop record and then start recording again. I'll be I'll be asleep by the end of the show. You telling me we can't begin at 1130 Eastern time? No, we cannot. Nope. Did you play Padres last night on on sorry, I guess on Monday night? Did I I stat Padres? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it's not. So you were you were up anyways. You were staying up to see uh, how how you did there. They're they're a disaster. They're a disaster. <laughs> well, luckily, I feel like eight games is just going to be a breeze, no problem, after 
14 games and all kinds of stress on Monday night. And so for Wednesday's slate, we only got eight. First game that we're looking at, we got the Tampa Bay Rays at the New York Yankees. Uh, Shane McClanahan going up against Garrett Cole, a battle of uh, each, each team's aces in this one. Yankees have been struggling. McClanahan also hasn't really looked so much like himself lately. Do you have any interest in McClanahan at 9,300 going up against the Yankees? I think, I think he might be somewhat interesting. Like we know that he's a talented pitcher. And like you said, like he, he hasn't quite been himself, I guess, but I don't think that there's, I don't know. Like he, he came off an injury. I'm not sure if like, he's just working himself back from that injury. Um, Like, you know, but I think that he's a very, very, very talented pitcher. Like we, at certain points in the season, like we've seen him in like the 11 K range. Right. So like, you know, 9,300 feels kind of low. Um, like, he's still a 26% K rate pitcher. Um, I think that – I think I think he'd be interesting in tournaments. Only a 7.5 total in this one. So, Vegas isn't expecting this to exactly be a high-scoring affair. I want to see what his ownership is. If everybody's going 9,300 is too cheap for McClanahan, the Yankees have been sucking – and and he's getting loaded up, then I'm probably not I'll probably be underweight. But if he's if people are saying he's been sucking lately, I don't want to play him and nobody's going there, then I'm definitely gonna try and get overweight. I think it's gonna be ownership dependent on me. While the Yankees have been poor, I definitely like taking right-handed pitchers against them as opposed to lefties. What about Garrett Cole on the other side of this one? Going up against Tampa Bay, 10-8 for him. He hasn't shown the same strikeout stuff this season. As he has in the past, he did have two games with, uh, in a row with double-digit Ks, and then recently, and then last game, back down to five. But he has been pitching well. He doesn't have any type of leash to let him go well in over 100. How much interest do you have in Garrett Cole at 10-8? Uh, well, it's kind of like what you said about McClanahan. Like, it kind of depends on ownership. I expect that he's going to be pretty popular. Um it's just I'm looking down the board of pitching on this slate, and it, and I we'll talk about it as we go along with the show. But it's going to be pretty weak, so I think that he's definitely going to be your cash game guy on on this slate. Um, whether or not you want to get overweight or underweight in tournaments, that's kind of up to how many uh, lineups you're playing. But right now, I mean, this slate looks pretty gross for pitching, so I think he's definitely the top pitcher on the board. Lots of good pitchers, all of them in tough matchups. Uh, and then a bunch of easy matchups, but really poor pitchers. And so it's going to be kind of tough to uh, pick and choose there. I'm with you. I agree Cole is probably the SP1 in cash today. It's going to be interesting to see. Uh, we'll get more to Joe Ryan in a bit, but it's going to be interesting to see the lineup in St. Louis throws out. Brendan Donovan going to be out for the year. And so we know Ryan is a, absolutely elite against the righties, but more on him when we get to that game. Let's talk about the offenses in this one. Are you going to be stacking up Tampa against Cole at all? I think taking maybe some one-off uh, right righties would be okay, like a Yanni Diaz or like a Randy Rosenreina, something like that. Uh, Brandon Lau has been on fire lately. We know he's one of the best hitting second baseman in all of baseball. Um, that being said, I don't think I'd full stack them. I think this would either be just taking some one-offs or maybe just like a skinny stack. Yeah, I don't think I'd be full stacking either. Maybe some Brandon Lau. I, I wouldn't mind going to him as a one-off. But outside of that, I don't think this is going to be a team I'm targeting very heavily. 
What about the Yankees? I could see myself basically if McClanahan is chalky, doing picking some righties and uh, hunting some power from the Yankees. But if he's going to be low owned, I'm probably just going to ignore it from their part. Yeah, I, I don't have a ton of interest. Um, obviously, you can always play Aaron Judge, uh, John Carl Stanton. I think I think he should always be like five k or above. Like I know that he strikes out a lot, but his power is just immense. So forty seven hundred seems pretty decent. Uh, Harrison Bader at thirty three hundred, I think, is a pretty decent value. But I'm I'm pretty much with you. It's it's going to kind of depend on the ownership of McClanahan. Yeah, I agree. I think Judge and Stanton are in play regardless. How much I want to expend, extend that stack definitely depends on ownership. Next one, we got Toronto and Baltimore. Uh, do we have a total in this one yet? Yeah, eight and a half total in this one. Uh, you say Kikuchi going up against Grayson Rodriguez. you have any interest in Rodriguez at 7,200 going up against the Jays? I mean, listen, he's a, he's a super talented young pitcher, right? Like the, the talent on him is, I mean, he's, he's going to be great. Um, I, and I think that this price is very, very reasonable. So I, I actually do like this matchup, not great, but I think that he's got the talent um, and the price that he could really pay it off. And I think given the context of the slate, if he gets you say, I don't know, 15, 16 fantasy points, I think that that'd be just fine. So I, I do have some interest in Rodriguez. I honestly think he's the top choice as like a cash game or a single entry SB two. If you're not double paying up for pitcher and you're not doing something like, Cole McClanahan, Cole Ryan, uh, Webb, Senga, whoever your guy is. Um, If you're not double paying up and you need a pay down guy, I think he is the best pay down option today. I'm I'm not a fan of Gonsolin. Kikuchi has a tough matchup too. So I think Grayson Rodriguez is my guy. The Blue Jays should still be without Bo Bichette. They didn't go and get any hitters at the deadline outside of Paul DeJong. So um, there's danger in this lineup for sure. But I think there's some strikeout upside too. Um, and so, yeah, I, uh, I like, I like, uh, Grayson Rodriguez quite a bit. I think he's probably my favorite cheap pitcher. What about Kikuchi on the other side? 7,800 is a price that I like for him. I think he's in play for tournaments because he's been pitching the ball. Well, having said that, I don't think I, I'm in, tra- I, I, I can't count on him. Like I, I wouldn't ever think, I don't think you can play him in cash. Um, but I do think he's a strong tournament player due to his strikeout upside. Yeah, he's very um, similar to me in terms, like, as Rodriguez, right? Like, just he's just a little bit more expensive. Um, going back to what you said about Rodriguez, I'm I'm not sure I'm I'm that like sure of him to like recommend him as like an SB two in catch, but I love him in tournaments, and I think Kikuchi's kind of the same way. I'm just this this Baltimore lineup is just like up and down just can just crush both both lefties and righties so it's like i don't know i i'm i feel more confident in rodriguez than i do kikuchi yeah i I, i'm a little bit more confident in rodriguez i think kikuchi has just as high of upside if not higher but i'm more comfortable in rodriguez's kind of median projection slash floor in this one um what about the offenses are you going to be playing any baltimore going up against kikuchi Mountcastle was a spidey bomb who let me down Tuesday night, but I mean, he still played great from a DFS perspective. He had a ton of RBIs and two doubles um, and a walk, I think as well, but uh, no home run for us. I think he is absolutely in play again today against another lefty. Um, And like, 
I don't. I, I probably like a mini stack better than a full stack, but you hundred percent could do something like Rutschman, Mountcastle, Santander, Hayes, West Westberg, um, and it's a great full stack as well. Yeah, I really like. I really like Baltimore. Like if Kikuchi's going to get owned at all, then I think Baltimore is a tremendous stack. Uh, like th- this team is just full of, of switch hitters. They're full of power. Um, it's just, I, I don't know. Like I. I think I think even like Austin Hayes at thirty three hundred would be interesting. Like there, there's this team is pretty easy to stack. So I'm I'm fully on board. I, I love the Santander Santander call. Um, you know I, I love Baltimore. Yeah, I think Baltimore and Kikuchi are going to be two people that if I'm running one fifty again on Wednesday, I'm probably going to want to be overweight on both. Um, I think that'll be a strategy I take because I'm going to be overweight on Kikuchi as well as Baltimore in this one. How about the Blue Jays? Uh, any interest in them going up against Grayson Rodriguez? For me, I think they're absolutely a team you can keep in the pool for MME, but I'm, they're not going to make one of my top targets. Yeah, they're definitely not, not a top target for me. Um, I think maybe like Brandon Bell uh, is interesting. Uh the catchers, whether it be Kirk or Jansen, they're pretty cheap. But like, I don't, I don't know if I really have any interest in paying up all the way up for an expensive Vlad or or George Springer or Matt Chapman in this in this matchup. No, me neither. I absolutely, there are people you can include in your pool because they can go off on any given night if you're playing a bunch of lineups. But outside of that, probably not going to be getting there. No total yet in the next game. We got Minnesota at St. Louis. Joe Ryan at 10-1 against Matt Liberator, Matthew Liberator at uh, 5.9K. Pretty solid prospect. Started when he came up, though. He uh, really struggled. Do you have any interest in uh, – I guess I should ask Ryan first, but that's okay. Do you have any interest in a very cheap Liberator going up against uh, Minnesota? I don't. I think he's a pretty easy cross-off. Like, I know the Minnesota isn't that great, but um, it's just – I think I think – that we've already talked about kind of a couple cheapish cheapish pitchers that are way better um better spots and i think we'll get to a couple more so i'm i'm even at 5900 i'm really not that not not that interested in him i'm i'm in i you uh, oh really a cheap pitcher against minnesota that's all i need that's literally all i need he will most likely get lit up and i will be overweight to minnesota as well but sub 6k against minnesota um, he could go five innings and strike out eight guys and be the top point per dollar play just because it's Minnesota. And they're probably going to have a projected lineup that strikes out like 28, 29% of the time. And so I'm going to stack Minnesota, but I'm also going to be getting to a little bit of Liberator in tournaments just because of that price tag. How about Joe Ryan? 10.1 K no Brendan Donovan in that lineup, uh, for St. Louis, they still got a couple dangerous lefties in there. You know, Nolan Gorman's still there. And, of course, the strong righties of Arenado and Goldschmidt are there as well. How much interest you got in the 10-1 Joe Ryan? I really love Joe Ryan uh, in this spot. I, I'm i probably – I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I know Cole, Cole is a better pitcher. But I almost want to say that, like, I think Ryan is, is almost safer like his, his strikeout rate is better than Cole's. His walk rate is lower. I mean, his, his control is amazing. Um, I, I don't anticipate too many issues uh, getting through this lineup. So I, I, I really like him quite a bit. 
Um, obviously, I, I, I think in cash games, you're going Cole Ryan and, and you're just going value bats. Um, but I, I, I really like Ryan. Yeah, I really like Ryan in this spot again as well. St. Louis is a strong offense, but they are mostly right-handed. And Joe Ryan does absolutely dominate to righties. So uh, I'm, I'm game. I'm with you. I like some Joe Ryan today. Bats in this one, I'm not playing any St. Louis against him outside of maybe a Nolan Gorman one-off in uh, in uh, MME builds. But Minnesota, I think, is a very strong stat going up against Liberator. Obviously, you have to worry about pinch hit risk from some of these righties. Um but Kirilov is hurt right now, and so that's going to limit the pinch hit risk as well um, of some of these guys. But I think Buxton is one of the best bats on the slate. I think Correa is a fantastic play. The full stack is in play. Um, and it, since we do, since we are going to need some salary savers, if we're wanting to double pay up a pitcher today, the Farmers, the Solanos, the Walners, the Jeffers, all are fantastic. Mike, Michael Taylor. All fantastic plays. Obviously, with Farmer, Solano, and Taylor, we might have to worry about some pinch hit risk. But Jeffers and Walner, as long as they're in there, I absolutely love those guys. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I, I think that, like, Max Kepler, like, when we look at projection systems, you know, on on, uh, on Wednesday, like, we're going to be, like, he's going to be popping pretty hard at 3,200. Like, he's, he's going to be a cash game play. He's in a, he, he's in a tremendous spot. So I mean this this Twins team is, is really quite quite accessible. Um, I think like people seem to have forgotten like how good Byron Buxton is because he's always hurt. But like when he's healthy, I I think that I think that he's gonna be. I mean he's just a fantastic play, and I just don't forget about him for tournaments. Yeah, I agree. I think he's one of the better tournament outfielders on the slate. Next up, we got uh, the White Sox at the Rangers. Eight total in this one. Um, for the White Sox, we got Dylan Cease. For the Rangers, we got Dane Dunning. Do you have any interest in Cease going up against the Rangers? Uh, I'm kind of struggling. I was looking at this matchup. Like, I just don't want to attack the Rangers. I mean, I think Cease is a pretty decent pitcher, and I think this is a pretty decent price. Um, I think if I was like playing a 20, like a 20 max. Uh, tournament I might have him in like one you know like I don't know like I I kind of struggling I, I I'm I struggle like I don't want I don't want to attack the Rangers I think they're just such a talented offense so it's really it's kind of tough for me but I also think that he has the ability to to have success here so I wouldn't completely x him out I hope because of that price and name value he's going to be like 30 percent owned and so I can just hit the x button if he is cheap because of his strikeout upside and this offense doesn't have Seager and Haim right now. And if he's low owned, I'll absolutely take shots, but I'm hoping he's people are going to be getting to him and he's got a good projection so that I can just hit the X button on Cease. Um, having said yeah, that, if, he, if, if, if he's high, if he's high owned, forget about what I just said. Like if he's high owned, I completely agree with you. Um, I would not, I would not play a high on Dylan Cease in the spot. I completely agree with that statement. I, I just got a feeling like, he wouldn't be that high owned, but if he is, if he is, I, I don't, I don't really want to get to much of him at all. Call me crazy, but sixty one hundred against the White Sox team that just traded one of their best bats and Berger. Yes, he's better against lefties, but he can still smash righties too. I think you can play Dane Dunning at sixty one hundred against the White Sox if you're running a bunch of lineups. 
Yeah, I guess in a 150. His, but it's just like he's got no strikeout ability. So it's like you really got to just hope Babbitt and his uh, low home run to fly ball ratio stays stays that way. But in this matchup, it could very well stay that way because the White Sox just have no – they have got like no power upside outside of Jimenez and Robert. But, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. That's the thing is it's just you you're hoping innings and it's you're not really expecting a 25 point outing out of him. You're more so just hoping everybody else only gets 15 to 20 and you get 15 points from Dane Dunning because he's 6K and he has a pitch count of 100 as opposed to 80 like most people in that range. Um, How about the White Sox going up against Dunning? This just isn't an offense that I really want to stack. It's but against the low strikeout pitcher. I guess uh, Moncada, mini, uh, Moncada, Jimenez, Robert, mini stack or something like that. I don't mind that. No, I don't. I don't really mind that at all. Like Dunning has no no strikeout ability. So like Ben Benatendi, Moncada, um, you know, I mean Ro- Robert and Jimenez are legit like power threats against anybody. Like I know Dunning's a righty. They're not going to have the platoon advantage, but still like. I, I think that they would be fine for one-offs, but I never, I'm never really like jumping uh, to full stack the White Sox. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. 
Texas on the other side, I'm probably not going to have much interest if Cease is low-owned. I'm probably just going to take some shots on Cease, especially if the Texas is picking up ownership. If Cease picks up some ownership, I'm going to absolutely love Texas for tournaments. Um, it really just depends on ownership for both sides of these things for me. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Like, if Cease is, if Cease is high-owned, like, I, I love getting to, like, Nathaniel Lowe um or even like a cheaper like jankowski or something like that um Semyon's always in play garcia's always in play um i just really like this texas team and i think that you can i think you can stack them up especially um if cease is popular yeah same page for me four games down four games to go thank you so much to those uh joining us live if you're joining us live right now make sure you hit that like button and if you're watching us on youtube the next day hit that like button subscribe hit the notification bell if you're listening on the podcast uh forum then uh rate five stars leave a nice little review shout out to framber valdez who just uh threw in a no hitter uh at, against uh cleveland today that cleveland lineup they had no ramirez they traded josh bell and so I tried to get a little bit more uh, Valdez exposure, but I don't think I got enough considering he just threw a complete game. And uh, one of the, uh, one of the, what, probably I think third no hitter of the season, fourth no hitter of the season. We were talking about how that guardians lineup was kept, kept getting worse and worse yeah. and worse and worse uh, yeah, throughout the, throughout the grinders live show. And then I was like, nah, I'm not really that interested in, in Valdez, but I'm glad you got to some. Yeah, I got a, I, I got a, the two, I did a Strider Valdez lineup in the $15. Unfortunately, it was with Minnesota and uh, they didn't do too much. And then um, I'm going to, I hopefully in my MMEs, I have some Valdez and the Heaney combos. Heaney was my second highest on pitcher and I got about 12% Valdez. So hopefully I got some of those combos. Um, but nobody cares about uh, the current slate. We got Cincinnati at Chicago. The Cubs absolutely destroyed Tuesday night slates. They went nuclear. They went to Oppenheimer. And they absolutely uh, are going to be winning some people some tournaments. Uh, we got two weak pitchers in this one. Drew Smiley, um, Williamson going up on the other side. I'm not playing either of them. I have no interest in either of these pitchers. Um do you, or can we move on to the bats? All I'll say is this. I think I'd rather play Smiley than Dunning. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, yeah, I know. Not like we have a ringing endorsement for either, but I think I'd rather right. go. I think I'd rather go Dunning just because I, I respect the Reds offense a lot more than, uh, than the White Sox. Yeah, I, I know. And also... Listen, it also depends on we don't know what the wind's going to be at Wrigley. So that could that could end up being a terrible take. Uh, like if the wind's blowing out, completely disregard what I just said. But if we get some, you know, good pitching weather, um, you know, we know that Wrigley is super sensitive to the winds. So if there's if there's good pitching weather uh, for Wrigley, then I, I, I would prefer Smiley over Dunning. Have, but just keep in mind, I I prefer Rodriguez and Kikuchi over Smiley. So it's, there's there's really not that much of a savings. Uh, you know, Smiley is sixty eight hundred. So I'd much rather find the four hundred for Rodriguez or the one thousand for Kikuchi. Yeah, I think that absolutely makes sense. There, we probably shouldn't spend too much time 
debating Smiley versus Dunning when it's like, <laughs> I like this guy that I don't like is better than this guy you don't like. But they're, 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 I, mean, I don't think we got to do that one for uh, for too long. But Bats, I love Cincinnati going up against Smiley. Any of the lefties that are in there, whether it's Friedel or Fraley, Votto, whoever, um, he struggles against lefty just as much as he does righties. And so top to bottom, um, I like this entire lineup. Hopefully we get some salary savers like Senzel and Carnacion Strand in there. Um, and the guys up top, the McLeans, the Steers, Dela Cruz, I like all of them as well. Yeah, I'm not, maybe not as, I mean, it, it really, really to me, it depends on the weather. I mean, I, I, I really, you know, Wrigley is so sensitive to wind. So if we get a good beneficial hitting weather, then yeah, stack them up. It's, it's really, it's really for me, it's, it's the Cubs bats that I want really like the, the so far uh, uh, on this slate, these are, these are my favorite, favorite bats that I want to get to just because their prices, the way that they fit, like I could potentially play Ryan and Cole and get to some of these Cubs bats uh, pretty easily in, in a really, really amazing spot against Williamson. Like, so right, right now I'm, I'm really in love with the Cubs. I'm in love with the Cubs too. What I'll say is like, if we get a wind blowing out in this one, these will be my two highest on stacks on the slate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely. And like, hopefully Bellinger in the lefty lefty matchup gets overlooked a little bit. He smashes lefties. It doesn't matter to him. Morrell Swanson has been red hot. Candelario is a great uh, addition to this team who can hammer lefties. Hap Suzuki. Gomes as a cheap catcher, wisdom if he's in the lineup. I absolutely love this stack. I am with you a hundred percent. Mini stacks, full stacks, one off. Hopefully, we get a favorable wind, even if it's neutral. I really like both of these offenses, but I agree, especially the Cubs. Um, next one, we got Minnesota at Kansas City. This is a sorry, the Mets at Kansas City, Minnesota at St. Louis, the Mets at Kansas City is later. So, we'll do the Twins. At St. Louis first. We can't go full mistake-free on a full show, people. I'm not perfect. I'm not... Uh, uh, we did Minnesota at St. Louis. And now we got Mets in Kansas City. It's on different sides of on DraftKings and uh, played IQ. That's what's messing with me. Long story short. We got the Mets. We got the Kansas City Royals. Um, Marsh going up against Sanga in this one. To me, Sanga is the most interesting pitcher on this slate. He is, uh, he's not very expensive in comparison to the other uh, quote-unquote aces on here. He's only 9,500. Yes, he struggles with walks, um, but he does have a strong K rate as well. Kansas City is not good. Um, one of the weaker offenses on this slate. I, I want to see what his ownership is. I'm hoping he isn't too crazy of chalk, but I think he has like the best tournament upside on this slate. Well, what he, what he is is he's he's a price point pivot away from from the the Coles, the Ryan's, the McClanahan's, right? Like, so I mean, he, he he's going to get squeezed in terms of ownership, I think, a little bit. And I completely agree with you that you know Kansas City is absolutely awful outside of guys like Witt and uh, Perez and, and maybe MJ Melendez. But you know the bot the bottom half of this Royals lineup is absolutely atrocious. So yeah, for tournaments he's absolutely fine. Um, I would still prefer getting to Ryan, Ryan and Cole. But yeah, uh, Senga Senga is fine. It just 
you know, it's it's the walks. Like he he has such a high walk rate, <laughs> so it just he the things can get out of hand for him, and he can be end up being very very inefficient, which kind of takes him out of the cash game conversation. But for tournaments, I, I have no issue. Yeah, I like that as well. The counter argument is the Royals don't exactly walk very much either, so maybe that can uh, condense it a little bit. Maybe wait and see this one. If he gets a extreme hitter's umpire, go a little lighter. If an extreme pitcher's umpire, go a little heavier. Usually I don't care about that stuff all that much, but with a pitcher like Senga, I think it's a pretty big deal. Um, on the other side, Marsh, I can't imagine we're getting there. So let's pivot right to the bat. It's a nine and a half total in this one, expecting some runs to score. How do you like the Mets going up against Marsh? Yeah, I, I like the Mets quite a bit. Like I have, I have no um, interest in Marsh at all. Um, you know, the Met, the Mets are kind of what they they traded Tommy Pham, right? Um, they're they're trading all their pitchers. Um, you know, uh, uh, Nimmo was scratched. Uh, do, do you know why he was scratched? Um, I did not see. Um, I think it was injury related, though. It was okay. We'll see. So we'll have no fam. We might not have Nimmo uh, because I know Nimmo was originally in the lineup, and then he got scratched because he was my he was my uh, Tim Stater, and I yeah, he was your Casey Stater. I didn't even get, I didn't even get an at bat, so I was pretty bummed about that. Um, so we, we might see a different uh, kind of Mets you know Mets lineup here, but they're in a great spot. Like Lindor is obviously in, a, in an amazing spot. Alonzo's fine. McNeil is still cheap enough at thirty eight hundred that I think that he, he's viable. But I would definitely just make you know pay attention to this lineup because I think we might see. We're going to see some different some different stuff from them. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Uh, Nimmo scratched. It did not say why on the alert. Yeah, yeah um, that's what confused me because I was like, did, was there some kind of like odd trade or something? Um, but I don't think so. So it must have just be an injury related thing. Bats in this one. I like Minnesota or like I like the Mets, like you said. But I'm interested. Why do I keep mixing up the Mets and the Twins? Um, I like the Mets bats, but it's like you said, I want to wait and see what this lineup is on the surface. I don't have much interest in Kansas city up against Senga. However, I do think they're an interesting, just vomit stack, dirt cheap, play some guys like Isbell and Furman and Melendez. And that'll allow you to do a double pay up at pitcher and still mix in some other high end bats there. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that, there's some value with the, with the Mets. That way we can do a double payup with some Mets. Like you said, next one, we got Arizona. We got San Francisco, uh, pitchers in this one. Slade, Ciccone, Sassoni. I don't, I, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I know nothing about this guy. I don't know if he's a prospect. I don't know if he's a reliever. Uh, and, uh, and this is going to be a bullpen game. Uh, tune into Grinders Live. Tune into Crunch Time for a little more on that, unless you got a take here, Tim. We got Logan Webb going on the other side. Not a very high strikeout pitcher against a very low strikeout lineup. A great pitcher, but a very low strikeout lineup. Um, do you have any interest in in Chaconi? I don't know if I'm saying his name right, but you want to play him at 6,500? 
I'm gonna have to look into him to see if he's any kind of a prospect. What he's been doing uh, at the mi- in the minor league level. Uh, to be honest with you, I have not dug into it at all, but it's something to look into. I'll read you the blurb. Uh, uh, the okay. 24-year-old right-hander is expected to be formally called up Wednesday to start or serve as a primary pitcher later that day in San Francisco. While pitching in a hitter-friendly confines of the Pacific Coast League, Ciccone has posted a 6.38 ERA with a 1.38 whip in 108 innings. Keeping the ball in the yard, two home runs per nine has been an issue, but he's done a, pretty, he's done a decent job of making bats miss with a 23% K percentage, and he also just doesn't walk very many people. Chaconi could have some longevity in the Arizona rotation if he comes through with a serviceable outing in his MLB debut. Okay, so it doesn't sound like he's that like a high end guy, um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I'd play him ahead of Drew Smiley. No, I don't know about that. Uh, but <laughs> Smiley, I mean, Smiley is like he's like he's just like a bipolar pitcher. Like he does have some ability, and then all of a sudden he just falls apart. So like I don't know. But anyway, yeah, I'm probably not going with uh, uh, Chicone. Um Logan Webb is the more interesting character, um, I think, just because he's he's such a good real life pitcher. Um, like, you know, obviously, you know, Cole Cole and Ryan are better, but I would have more faith in Webb than I would in in, in Senga. Um, so I think that I think pitching is is pretty weak on the slate. So I think, I think Webb's got to be in your tournament pool. Like if you're making 150, like he's, he's too good of a real life pitcher to, uh, to just X out. He could have a game where he's just fine and pitches seven innings with four strikeouts, gets you 20 ish fantasy points. And that could be the highest scoring pitcher on this slate. Um, so yeah, I agree. He's got to stay in that pool. I don't like his upside near as much as Senga, but I definitely think he's got a higher floor. What about the bats in this one? Are you going to play any Arizona against him? Um, probably not. I just I think he, he's he's too good of a, a real life pitcher. He does a really good job keeping the ball on the ground. Um, I'm not. I know he doesn't have the highest K rate, but like I'm not going to pay 5900 for Corbin Carroll, even though Corbin Carroll is fantastic player i have 4800 for christian walker 5400 for Catel Marte. it's just too expensive against against too good of strong of a pitcher um yeah i'm with you there on the san francisco side of things i think i'm going to be pretty interested in playing them maybe i'll go underweight if they're going to be chalky but if uh i i think anytime we're going up against the probably below average pitcher against a decent offense i'll take shots the one thing going Chaconi's way, maybe a little bit. I still have no idea if I'm saying his name right. Um, but the one way thing that's going his way a little bit is like the the fences in uh, Oracle are probably like 50 feet further back than wherever he's been playing in the, in the in the minor league park right now. So he should fare a lot better in that home run to fly ball. But I mean, if Chuck Peterson gets a hold of one, it doesn't really matter how far the fences are. That's probably going 450 feet. Final game of the night, we got Oakland at the Dodgers. Hogan Harris against Tony Gonsolin. We're not playing Harris against the Dodgers. Do you have any interest in Tony Gonsolin at 7,500 against Oakland? I guess maybe because it's Oakland. But, I mean, he just falls 
pretty far away. Just, you know, like I would, I prefer getting to Rodriguez and I prefer getting to Kikuchi pretty, pretty easily. But I think that Oakland's such a weak team that I think Gosselin's interesting. Um, if let's say, let's say like Cease ends up being popular, I, I wouldn't mind like pivoting down to a little Gosselin just to save a little money to get different. But if Gosselin is popular, then I really I don't have any interest in him. I hope like hell he's gonna be like twenty percent owned so I can just hit the X button because I never want to play Tony Gonsolin. Yes, it's right. Oakland and he's cheap, so I guess you can do it if he's gonna be low owned. But if he's picking up any type of ownership, that's gonna be a super easy X button for me. I think both of these offenses are pretty interesting. Oakland going against him. If J.J. Bleday is leading off again, or even just if he's in the top four, which he usually is, I really like him. Giloff, Seth Brown, I just adore those three as a mini stack, and I don't mind full stacking these guys either. No, I, I mean, I don't, I, don't mind, I don't mind getting to some Oakland to be different, especially if Gosselin's going to be popular. Like, like what the field does with Cease and Gosselin, I think is going to be really, really interesting on this slate. Because I think that they're, I don't know, like I don't think they're that great of plays into high ownership. Like I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather play Kikuchi and Ro- and Rodriguez. Yeah, I, I agree. I just, I'm hoping Cease because of his previous skills at times and how he's how how he can be, and then Gonsolin just because of this matchup. I hope they just have good projections. I hope they have good projections so I can just go ha 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 X button. Enjoy it, everybody else. I'm going to be playing the stacks against them um, because I really don't want to be going to them. Dodgers on the other side, they picked up a guy like Rosario who they're not afraid to bat bat fourth, and so they got a few more righties in there. J.D. Martinez is day-to-day. We don't know if he's going to be back, but regardless, I think the Dodgers will likely be the top uh, implied run total on this entire slate. Um, we don't have all of the totals yet. I don't know for sure. This game itself doesn't even have a total, but I got to imagine the Dodgers will have the highest implied run total on the slate. I would imagine that's, that's completely correct. And I would imagine like guys like Mookie and Will Smith are, you know, they're going to be projected very, very well. Uh, Chris Taylor, um, still pretty cheap. Um, you know, fantastic plays. You mentioned Rosario. So yeah, like the, the this this team seems actually like pretty pretty affordable, um, really. Um, you might not be able to go like Cole Ryan and do a five man Dodgers, but there are ways that you could easily get to a five man Dodgers on the slate. Especially if you mix in some like James Outman, Enrique Hernandez, it's going to be very easy to get to this team. You got some hit, pinch hit risk with Hernandez, but absolutely a guy who could hit a, a hit a dinger against the lefty and Outman, even in a lefty lefty, I don't mind one bit. And you got the terrible Oakland bullpen behind the behind this guy. So um, I'm all aboard the Dodgers. They're the top stack, and I think Mookie Betts is very likely not very likely. Mookie Betts is the top bat on the slate. Nice quick, we rifled through this one, Tim. Morning grind game before we get out of here so you can get some sleep over there on the East Coast. I don't want to keep you up here too late. Who do you got pitcher under 8K to get six or more strikeouts? Uh, Grayson Rodriguez. That means I'm going with Yusei Kikuchi, the only two answers, in my opinion, (laughs) under uh, that 8K that are viable to get that many strikeouts on this slate. What about over 8K to score less than 15 points? Who's your bust? 
Uh, I'll go Senga. Oh, you're leaving me Dylan Cease. That is so kind of you. You are a very <laughs> nice guy. Um, hitter under 4K to get you two or more hits. Uh, Chris Taylor. I'm going to go... Uh, I'm going to go... No, I'm going to go uh, Ahmed Rosario. I'm going to keep... Uh, mm. Nice and nice and easy, and thirty nine hundreds keep on the the train of the Dodgers. I did just notice that Nolan Gorman is currently listed day to day, and so if he's not in the lineup, and there's no Donovan, there's no Gorman, just really fire up Joe Ryan. I think that would maybe make him the top pitcher on the slate if he's just going up against a ton of right handers. Um, last one, batter over five K to get us a home run. Over five K, you said to get us a home run. Yeah. Uh, can't find Bellinger. He's 4,900. Unbelievable. Um, I'm going to go, I'll go Pete Alonso. I'm going to go Byron Buxton and, uh, going up against the lefty. I always like taking Buxton up against the lefty. That'll do it for, uh, this edition of the morning grinds, eight games, no technical difficulties, Uh, I'm proud of us, Tim. We're getting through under an hour. We're getting you to bed. We got me through it without any bad mix-ups. On uh, Wednesday, we're going to have Dean, Kirk Kirk D's, and Chop for Grinders Live, and then myself and STL Cards for Crunch Time alongside Roth. And, of course, we got uh, Will's Take Your Pick'em Pod in the morning. The early slate will have a Grinders Live and Crunch Time as well. Tim, you're going to be on the Crunch Time in the morning with Cheese and Roth. So lots of great content for both slates tomorrow. Make sure you tune in for that. Hit the like button on the way out. This has been the Morning Grind. I am TJ. This is Tim. We will see you guys tomorrow. Peace. And I didn't hit end broadcast quick enough. You guys, you're still here with me. I said no technical difficulties. I jinxed myself early. Jeez. Bye.